0: This time on Vet Story. At 10 a.m., they all walked together to the football field. Uh, they had kind of a moment of silence. Excuse, excuse. With their backs turned to the White House. We will not sit in classrooms with armed teachers. We will accept nothing less than comprehensive gun control. So kids, when you get back to school tomorrow, why don't you try talking to the weird kid nobody likes after the Columbine massacre?
1: And what happened was the word went out to all the schools to hone in on their quote-unquote likely candidates. And at my school, I was that weird kid in high school.
0: Kid in high school. Kid in high school. What's up? Welcome, and before we begin the podcast, uh, full disclosure, this was not the story I intended on producing this week. But the idea started to form the other day as I got on the subway in Washington, D.C. and headed home from work. I saw some teenagers who were part of the group protesting outside the White House in the nation's capital. Teens like Matt Post, the kid we heard from just a few seconds ago.
1: Those who look for every answer to our nation's gun problem but the guns themselves will be complicit in every death that comes after.
0: When I got home and I saw the stories about the kids leaving their classrooms to conduct civil protests, I thought the kids I saw in the subway might be well advised to just be nice to the kids in school that are sort of dark and brooding, that don't have a lot of friends. Just don't be jerks. But it wasn't until I talked to a loner that I realized there was a little more to the story. And it came as a total shock to learn that a former teen loner, once considered dark and dangerous, was a proud Army veteran and one of my colleagues right here at Connecting Vets. Welcome to Vet Story. I'm Phil Briggs, sitting across from my colleague, Jake Hughes. Hey, Phil, how you doing? Good, man. Good. And again, we've got a week full of news and a topic that is inescapable and that i'm really excited to talk to you about because you've got some insight but let's first kind of catch up on what we know this week kids around the country left school for some period of time in protest clamoring for gun control
1: for most of them i believe this is a genuine uh push from students i have heard stories that some places it's being sanctioned by the school which means it's not a protest, it's extracurricular activity.
0: But And by that you mean like some schools have made like, okay, you can do this, we're going to give you a spot on campus to do it, Yeah. you can leave class and you can go here and discuss your feelings or go discuss this issue. Yeah. Uh, the common denominator here, uh, all students expressing a need or a desire for gun control legislation. And this is where... You're getting ready to write an op-ed piece, and before we get into the specifics of what you're going to write about, um, just share with me concept. What was the overall 30,000-foot view of the article that you have coming out soon? The idea behind the article is that in answer
1: to these walkout protests, there's been a hashtag coming up called Walk Up Not Out, which is urging students to find those kids that are quote-unquote problem children – that you think are loners or are the weird kid, and try to befriend them. And I believe that while this is incredibly well-intentioned, it's flawed. It's misguided. Huh. All
0: right, let me share with you what I wrote on Twitter. So kids, when you get back to school tomorrow, why don't you try talking to the weird kid nobody likes? Hashtag change starts with you. You know, that's my advice to kids, and I think where you're getting ready to go with this is maybe why that's not exactly 100% the argument we need to be discussing. Go ahead, Ben. Your story's powerful. This was back in late
1: April, early May of 1999, the end of my freshman year in high school, so I would have been about 13 or so. I'm in geography class, and all of a sudden the school's PA system comes alive with Joshua and Jacob Hughes, please report to the principal's office. That's me and my brother. I didn't know what was going on. I left the class to the prerequisite ooze from the other students. Right, right. I got in there. I see my older brother, Josh, sitting there. I said, dude, what's going on? He goes, dude, I don't know. Then the principal walks in with this, uh, the school counselor, withered old lady with a Texas accent even worse than mine. Right. You know, she smiled at us all fake and genial. She goes, how are you feeling today? Everything okay? How are things at home? And this continued for about 30 minutes with me and my brother giving, you know, noncommittal grunts and not meeting their eyes, the typical high school kid response. And then as soon as it started, it ended and they let us walk out, go back to class. It wasn't until a few weeks later that we found out why they did that. Because again, this was late April, early May 1999, days after the Columbine massacre. And what happened was the word went out to all the schools To hone in on their "quote unquote" likely candidates, and at my school, Dallas High School, me and my brother were number one and number two.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Well, and to put you the kind of kids we were, we then argued over who was number one and who was number two (laughs) because they wouldn't tell us. But anyway, yeah. So I have experience. I was that weird kid in high school, the one that no one talked to, the one that just wanted to be left alone. Always wore black T-shirts. Didn't do well in school. And all these other, you know, indicators people have—that was me. Hmm. So when I see this hashtag, "Walk up, not out," the first thing that comes to mind for me—and again, this is me speaking from my personal experience—that right. wouldn't have worked for me. I didn't want anything to do with the in crowd back there in high school. I mean, I'm ta- I'm trying not to sound too vindictive here, no, right, right, and too like much like the bullied kid that I was, but. That, I would have told you to go away if you would try to do the if the popular kids that come. Hey, Jake, how hey, are you Jake, doing? Hey, Jake, why
0: don't you come sit at our table? Let's chat. Hey, you let's know. hang out, bro. What up?
1: I would have thought they were just luring me in to make fun of me. I wouldn't, you know, like, look at this kid. thinks he can be cool with us. That wouldn't have worked. And so I think this hashtag... I said it has the best of intentions. It's telling these kids to be nicer to other students.
0: Like my tweet yesterday. Exactly. That's all I wanted to say was just don't be a jerk. Don't be a dickhead.
1: Yeah, and I agree with that. That's 100% a good stance to make. But the problem with walk up not out is it, there's a couple problems with it. The first one that comes to mind is, and again, this may be off the mark, but it's what I see is it's putting the onus on the kids. It's saying, hey, that weird kid, he might blow up the school if you don't be nice to him. You need to walk up and you need to take control of the situation. To which I say, isn't that almost victim blaming? Just a little bit? Just saying, Mm -hmm. hey, kids, it's your fault that this kid went crazy. Not his parents, not his lack of parents, not his upbringing. It's you. And again, being that kid... I can tell you that the reason I was so bad in high school was not the other kids. It was my home life. I'm not going to get into the details of that, but it was my home life. That's what made me like the way I was. Mm -hmm. And so this whole walk up, not out, I believe it should have been walk up and out. Because I believe in what the kids are doing and protesting. I don't agree with what they're going for. I am against gun control, but I respect what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're trying to initiate change. I get that. However, to tell them to not do that and just go talk to the weird kid, I think is the wrong answer. But telling them that you that going out and protesting is the wrong answer and you're not going to accomplish anything is it's a little what's the word I'm looking for?
0: Uh, yeah, um, a counterproductive or something. Yeah,
1: it's not the right answer.
0: Hmm. So, so we should be empowering them at the same time to go protest, to go make signs, to go do things like you like you think that's a that's a fair response for these teens.
1: It's a fair response, yes, because okay. we can say that from stepping back and being adults. We can say it's easy to say, "Oh, just do this, kids and you'll be fine." Yeah, right, right. But I mean, you look if it's, it's one of our colleagues made the comment that if they weren't protesting, they'd be in history class learning about protesting. And so I think that it's a mm. legitimate thing for them to do. Yeah, and, if, if for nothing else, historically, the voting rates between for 18 to 25 have been low, record low in the past couple of presidential elections. Sure. So if nothing else, this gives them the idea that, hey, become more active in the political process from a younger age.
0: And we've seen that with other generations and other decades, uh, you know, respect to Vietnam era protests in the late 60s, early 70s. We saw it with civil rights protests. Uh, With generations before that. Yeah. Um, What about those that say, and this is where I'll share back with you, my experience yesterday was coming home, and there are some days when we work late uh, that a high school girl in the neighborhood is our babysitter, and she picks up my youngest daughter, who's in first grade, uh, from the bus stop, and then she waits with her for a few hours after school. Makes a few bucks, right? But she's in high school, and as this was the water cooler topic of the week, I I asked her yesterday, were kids from your school... Going down to Washington D.C. to join that protest, and she was like, "No, they had their own thing on campus." Although some kids, I believe, went to Washington D.C. anyway. And I said, to
1: be perfectly honest, I would have gone to Washington D.C. too just to get out of class.
0: Yeah, you know, that's take the, again, whole that's day. the kind of kid I was. I would have said, "Yeah,
1: I'm protesting, yay!" Just to get out of class, <laughs> right? And you know, right, go have
0: lunch, get coffee, right? Yeah, shop, exactly. Go hang now, out again, in the city. I'm not saying that's what all those kids did, but it's what I would have done. But as we kind of joke on it, my babysitter basically told me that most of the kids really didn't give a sincere crap and were just kind of jumping on a bandwagon. I mean, basically, aren't some of these kids going to return from their well-intentioned protest and go be a- to the kids that might need some friends?
1: And, and I agree. The, the, the problem comes in when that comes in the context of stopping school shootings. Because, again, looking back at myself... From high school, I was that kid. Like they, I looked up a article from a psychologist that listed the common denominators of all these school shooters, and I'm just hitting every single mark. Like, yeah, that was me.
0: But oh, so you feel it wasn't totally inappropriate that they no, you no, in?
1: absolutely not. If I had, if I was a teacher, I would have picked me. But the problem is, I never would have right. done that because my parents taught me the violence isn't the answer, and I didn't want to kill anybody. Right. Right. Exactly. So. The the positives that come out of the walk-up part of walk-up and out is you're helping someone that might need a friend or might be going through some stuff. But to say that it will prevent school shootings, I think is disingenuous. Because Ah, if a kid, let's face it, if a kid is going to attack his school, he's going to attack his school. Now, he may do it alone. He may do it with a friend, as we saw with Columbine, Eric Harris, and Dylan Klebold. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And but, not
0: just school shootings. If he's going to be violent, he's going to be violent. If he's exactly. going to pick a fight, he's going to pick a fight. It's not. Exactly. Right. So if the kid is, uh, again, it
1: really starts at home, I believe. And the research I've seen has shown me that. But I do agree that these kids that went out to the protest, again, don't agree with you, but I support you. Okay. But they're but you're right that when they come back to school, they need to start thinking about behaviors that they can engage in that can make life better for other students. If someone had been persistent and tried to befriend me, eventually I would have caved
0: and would have made my life better. Yeah. So I agree with that part. So you're saying don't marry the two concepts. Don't just befriend a kid who maybe needs some friends to avert some sort of school shooting tragedy. Just do it because it's the damn right thing to do. Exactly.
1: Because to say that you can prevent school shootings by perf- by befriending the loner kid, I think is disingenuous and it misses the mark of what the conversation needs to be.
0: That right there is what we call a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, great job. Just out of curiosity, what kind of... St- what kind of stuff do you
1: wear to school? I'm, I'm, oh, nothing I'm, I'm, but black t-shirts, Metallica, Cannibal Corpse, incredibly violent imagery. I got—I remember—I got sent home from school one day because I wore a Black Sabbath shirt that had upside-down crosses on it, and the, and they sent me on. This is a, pub, a public school, not a private Christian school. A public school was like, dude, no, you can't wear that. So you really were the weird kid. I was the weird kid. I'm telling you, I was the kid for my sophomore year. Every day at lunch, I would sneak out of the lunchroom with my lunch and go to a stairwell at the opposite end of the school and eat my lunch there by myself because I didn't even want to sit with. I didn't want to be around all these people. I just wanted to be left alone. I was that kid. So,
0: again, that's all. That's interesting. I think another cool thing that we can learn as adults from looking at these kids having this passionate conversation right now is – How many things we would have done different if we could go back? You may have had a different wardrobe. You may have tried to be a little bit more (laughs) Well, if you know me now, you know
1: I don't really have much of a different wardrobe. (laughs) No, you I'm still wearing band t-shirts all the time. You're
0: literally sitting across from me wearing a black baseball cap and an Iron Maiden t-shirt, which is black and has Eddie, the skeleton mascot, riding a, a galloping horse with fire in the background and an American flag being chased by skeletons. Um... You're a dark, dude. Still, but I, I love you, man. That's awesome. I look back at my high school and think, yeah, you know, I I probably would have I probably would have been a different guy too. Yeah. I I was the typical Letterman jacket, mullet wearing like Patrick Swayze mullet era because I'm a little bit older than you. A total '80s, you know. Yeah, uh, just I was that guy. I was Emilio Estevez in Breakfast Club. I was I was every. Jock, jerk, stereotype. I, I I tried to have a heart. I don't think I was a totally cruel jock. I mean, I think I was cool to some kids, but yeah, I really just wanted to party and flirt and see if I could get a girl to come out in the parking lot and, you know, yeah. drink Shit. drink wine coolers with us. <laughs> I mean, that's, I was a total... <laughs> some Benson
1: and Hedges. Yeah, you dude, know?
0: I was freaking... Like, yeah.
1: Because yeah. that's the thing, I think. Everyone wishes they could relive high school, but only with the knowledge they have now. If they could... Go back to that time no one would do it because no one liked well no i mean it's like you liked high school you were the kid picking yeah, on me i, mean, I was you thr- son of a bitch
0: i was just trying to get laid <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome if we could go back we'd do it differently and uh i think going forward we've heard some really cool things thank you for sharing your story i look forward to your article coming out on ConnectingVets.com. confessions of a potential school shooter under the opinion and analysis section, writer, journalist, producer, JQs. Thank you. No problem, man. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.